0: you. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening, my brothers and sisters. I greet you in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. I pray that you are having a great Wednesday on this day and God to God be the glory for the awesome things that he has done. It's getting a little cool outside, so it looks like we got a little cold snap before. Uh, Easter, I guess they call that the the Easter snap, but uh, we thank God that things are as good as they are. Amen. Good to see each of you on tonight. Go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you are uh, with us on Bible study night, and uh, we want to welcome those of you who are are, are joining us. Uh, Mr. Simon, God bless you. Good to have you on On tonight, Sister Palmer, God bless you. Good to have you with us on tonight as well. Brother Johnson, God bless you as always. Uh, Sister Howard is in the house tonight. God bless you, Sister Howard. Sister Wilson is with us as well. God bless you. So good to see everybody this evening. Sister loving Chloe, loving, amen. Good to have you with us, Chloe a great job you all are doing with the praise team. And Sister Luster is with us. God bless you, Sister Luster. Sister Francis, amen. God bless you to you, Sister Francis. Sister Shaw. Good evening to you, my sister. God bless you. Good evening, Sister Moore. God bless you. Thank you for being on this evening. What a great day this is. Sister Epps is with us as well. God bless you. And Brother Epps, Sister Stewart, God bless you. Good to see you on this evening as well, Sister Littleton, Debbie Littleton. Hello, Sister Littleton. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Sister Roberts, Clara Roberts is with us on tonight. God bless you. Sister Roberts, Sister Elvira is in the house. Amen. God bless you all. You all go ahead and continue sharing with us on this sharing with your neighbors and your friends get them in the room get them in the house and as we get into this bible study good evening sister cheatham is with us on this evening as well sister butler amen you all are getting in listen thank you all so much for for your patience on last week uh needed to t- take off last week so i'm glad that you are back with us this week amen sister divinity god bless you you all are here and uh, so thank you for 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 uh, not letting last week keep you from coming this week. Amen. God bless. Listen, while you all are joining us, while you all are joining us and getting your neighbors and your friends and your family in the room, we are getting ready for Easter here at K Chapel. We're getting ready for Easter at this weekend. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a great time as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's also gonna be a great time for our children, for our young people. How grateful uh, we are to have a, a dynamic youth church uh, filled with youth leaders who who uh, do amazing things for our young people. And so this weekend is gonna be an amazing weekend of engagement um, beginning on Saturday. On Saturday, we are having what we're calling uh, a GPS Egg hunt, GPS egg hunt, uh, and really, uh, it's a history and egg hunt. Let me explain it to you because uh, we 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 introduced it to you on Sunday, but let me give you some idea of how this is going to happen because Easter is about Easter is about sacrifice, right? It's about the sacrifice of Jesus, sacrificing his life. The Bible says, "Greater love hath no man than this." that he would lay down his life for a friend. Greater love hath no man than this. So Easter is about sacrifice. It's about resurrection, right? Um, And what an amazing sacrifice uh, Jesus gives in in giving his life. What an amazing sacrifice God gives in giving his only begotten son. So this weekend, we want to look at sacrifice. The sacrifice of our Savior, but also we wanna look at the sacrifices made here in the city of Jackson. We have some amazing stories uh, all throughout the city of Jackson of sacrifices that have been made, uh, people who have, who have given, yes, their lives, who have given uh, the sacrifice of their time, the sacrifice of their families, uh, the sacrifice of their treasures, all to make life better for others here in the city of Jackson. And so this weekend, we are partnering with Visit Jackson, the tourism and uh, convention arm of the city of Jackson uh, to bring you this Easter egg hunt. And what we've done is uh, we've located various locations, uh, various sites throughout the city of Jackson uh, that represent places of sacrifice, that represent places where important things were done uh, where families lived who contributed in significant ways uh, to the life uh, of of Jacksonians uh, beyond their own families, uh, and so we've made the we got these this list of several sites, uh, but we're not going to tell you where those sites are. What we're doing is we're going to give you the GPS coordinates, the GPS coordinates of those sites. For those of you who register, and that's why we want you guys to register. Uh, your children, your young people, uh, because once you get registered, we're going to send you that list of GPS coordinates. Um, and you will put those coordinates in your cell phone, in your Maps, um, uh, Map app, uh, your Google Maps, which, whichever it is. And we've already tested it to make sure that it, it works with both uh, Android and iPhones. Uh, and so you should have no problem with that. Once you put those coordinates in, we're gonna set you loose uh, to go to these various sites in the city of Jackson. It, uh, so yeah, you need some gas in your car, y'all. You're gonna need a little gas in your car, but it's not it's not a far stretch. In fact, um, when we send our people out to to look at all of the sites, all of the sites could be found uh, within an hour. Within an hour, you can get to all of the sites, uh, get the information, uh, and and get back to us. So. Once you get to the site, there's gonna be a youth leader there. There's gonna be somebody there from K Chapel who's going to give you a a, a, a history lesson, a quick history lesson on that site. Gonna give you also a synopsis card. Each site, you'll get a card. Uh, The young people should bring those cards back. And if they come back with all of the cards, they're going to get a special surprise here at the church. Okay. And so we're learning history. uh, We're learning, uh, we're we're remembering those who have, who have given the great sacrifice of their lives, great sacrifices of their families and, and various other things. Uh, And then of course, we're, we're, we're highlighting at the end of all of this, the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus, our Lord and our savior, uh, Jesus Christ. We'll end that. Then with a traditional Easter egg hunt here on the grounds, uh, the the North lawn of the uh, church here uh, at K chapel. So get registered y'all get registered. We want to make sure that you get registered, get your children registered. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have, once we get back to the grounds, we're going to have music. You're going to have the Easter egg hunt. You're going to have surprises. You're going to have photo uh, booth opportunity. It's going to be a blast. So, uh, you guys want to want to make sure that you are here. It's gonna we're gonna have great fun. Get your children registered; they're gonna have great fun, and they're gonna learn some amazing things in the process. I, I, one thing I'll share with you: I was I was reading, I was reading just to give you some, uh, 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 just to give you a, a snapshot of of kind of the amazing stories uh, that are right here around us. Um, one of the persons submitted um uh the the story of their location can't tell you who it is or where it is but they submitted the story of their location and as I was reading it the person started talking about um the assassination of 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 Megar evers but what was happening in their house the night of that that assassination and it's a it's a it's a powerful story. Um, I mean, it's 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 amazing, and to think that these stories are right here around us, and very much so connected to Kay Chapel. Um, it's a story that 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 needs to be shared, has to be told. Um, so I, um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Excited that the uh, that Visit Jackson is is going to be partnering with us. It's going to be a ama- mate an amazing time. So make sure make sure you get registered. Go to the K Chapel nucleus page. Uh, get your children registered. It's going to be a blast. They're going to learn a lot. Uh, We're going to practice the social distancing. People are going to be masked. We're going to have masks here available. It's going to be safely done. Everything's going to be safely done, but we're going to have a great time. So go ahead and get them registered. Amen. And then on Sunday morning, on Sunday morning, we're going to have the Easter sunrise service at 7 a.m. One service only, only one service at 7 a.m. We want you to join us for this virtual service at 7 a.m. on Easter morning resurrection morning sunrise service it's going to be a great service and so we invite you to share uh this virtual service with us i mentioned to you uh on this past sunday that we are beginning uh to make plans for re-entry into our building uh it won't be very long before we are doing that and so i said to you uh listen go ahead if you're holding out uh, if you've been wondering about taking the vaccination, I've taken the vaccination. Most of our people on staff have already taken the vaccination. Uh, many of you in the congregation have already taken the vaccination. Uh, and so if you've are, if you been holding out, listen, you've got enough people uh, who have done this um, and, and we want to encourage you uh, to, to do so as well. Uh, by doing that, you're helping not only to protect yourself, but to protect those around you. Um, and so, once you do that, we want you to also hold on to that vaccination card uh, because we will be using that uh, that card in the processes and the protocols uh, for those that that we who will re-enter the building. Uh, so, hold on to that card. Uh, we're gonna we're 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 scheduling all of these things out. We're making all of these things happen. So. Um, uh, protocols are being established right now. We don't have everything in place just yet. uh, And that's why we're not opening just yet because we're still having those conversations. Uh, But I want you to get the jump on it and go ahead and get those things uh, in place. All right, God bless you. God bless you is our prayer. Listen, let's get into the Bible study tonight. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are the ever-present God. Thank you that you are with us. And Lord, we pray now your blessings upon our time together. We pray, oh God, that you will open our eyes, open our ears, and open our understanding as we enter into this, this word. Father, we pray that you enlighten us, that you guide us, and that you give us wisdom to be empowered, to be inspired, to be instructed in the truth of your word. Granted, O oh God, in Jesus' name. For His sake, we pray. Amen. And amen, God bless you, God bless you. listen, go ahead and get to the Gospel of Mark. You know we are in the Gospel of Mark as we are now in what we call Holy Week. It is Holy Week uh, that week that represents or that 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 uh, that that we recall and remember the events, uh of of the last week of Jesus's life on earth. And let let me start by by just asking the question. Have you ever had have you ever had a week that started well but quickly went downhill? Have you ever had that kind of week that you know it started out on a good note but 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 things switched up fast and in a hurry, whether you got some bad news or, 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 or whether, um, something happened, uh, accident of some sort, um, a, a loss of some sort of fire, um, and just things just, just quickly went downhill. That's, that that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what Holy Week is. It's kind of how Holy Week happened. It started out grand, but it ended with grief. It started out with a parade and yet it ended with persecution. Things went went bad fast on Holy Week and it didn't take long for the cheers of the crowd to become jeers. It didn't take long for... Uh, that this grand entrance on Sunday to turn into a a a a a grand uh, march to uh, Calvary's cross on Friday and so we want to talk about the events of Holy Week before I get into Holy Week though, let me lead you to Holy Week by uh, by by going through these last few chapters of Mark. We've been marching through the gospel of Mark for the last few weeks. And I missed last week with you where we would have talked about Mark chapter eight. So I'm gonna quickly give you three chapters and then get you into Holy Week, which begins in Mark chapter 11. So quickly, I wanna give you Mark eight, nine, and 10, and then get you into Mark chapter 11, uh, which begins uh, which begins Holy Week. So, in Mark eight, in Mark eight, we have uh, the feeding of the four thousand. Remember, Mark's gospel has been all about power and authority. Mark's gospel has been about proving the authority of Christ, proving that he has all power, and demonstrating that by uh, by 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 giving examples uh, of of miraculous healings. Uh, giving examples of him casting out demons, um, uh, giving examples of teaching uh, under the authority of of the Holy Spirit, guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's what Mark is giving. And here he does again, gives us this miracle of the feeding of the 4,000 in verses 1 through 9. Um, Jesus has compassion for those who have been following him and he 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 would have sent them home. But he said, if I send them home, they're going to starve. So guess what? Sit them down and we will feed them. How many loaves do you have? We have seven loaves of bread, Jesus. How many fish do you have? Just a few. How many people? 4,000. <laughs> so what are we going to do with that? I'll tell you what I'm going to do with it. Jesus says, I'm going to feed them. Give me what you have. And not only does he feed them, But the text says that when he finishes, when they finish eating, that there are leftovers. Can anybody witness and testify today that that you've started in some deficits and yet ended in some surpluses, and the only reason you know you could have is because God did it? That you started with too little, and God ended up giving you more than enough, and the only reason it happened, you can testify and witness tonight, God did it. So that's the healing of the 4000. Then in verses 22 through 25, there is the healing of the blind man. And this is a very interesting healing that takes place because this is uh this this is what I call a progressive healing. If you read it, Jesus touches the man's eyes and and uh he's blind uh and and, and Jesus asks him, "Can you see?" And the man says, "Well, I see men as trees." Right. He, in other words, let me let me let me get there. Verses twenty to twenty two. Okay. It says, and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. When he had spit on his eyes and put it put in his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw. He looked up and said, "I see men as trees walking. I see men as trees walking." He says, and after that, he put his hands upon his eyes again, and made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. I call this, y'all, I call this a progressive healing. And 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 the reason I think, the reason I believe uh, the Lord keeps this and puts this and allows, first of all, this type of healing to take place and then re- make sure that Mark's record Mark records it is because I believe that God wants us to know that there are some healings that are instantaneous and there are other healings that are progressive. There's some things that the Lord turns around in a moment, in the blink of an eye. And there are other things that he does over time. And you can't, you can't expect God to do miracles the same way every time. Some things happen quickly, other things happen progressively. Here, this man says, I see men walking as trees. As trees walking, and then he he touches him again. Somebody ought to ask the Lord, Lord, give me another touch. He touches him again, and 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 the man then sees clearly. I thank God. Thank you, Lord. I thank God that 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 in my life, and and you ought to be able to witness to this as well. That in your life, that over time you have been able to see things more clearly than you saw them originally. I'm talking to somebody that, that over time that you, you may have, you may have thought you knew somebody (laughs) talk to me, somebody. And over time you saw more clearly who they are over time. You saw more clearly someone's motives over time. You saw more clearly the truth of the matter. and and this can go both ways. You you can think bad about some people. And over time, you you see more clearly the truth of their character. And and maybe you were going off of somebody else's uh, uh, interpretation of who somebody was and, 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 and you took their word for it. But over time, you discovered that that was their personal gripe that they had with them. And you discovered that the person that they had a problem with, you actually don't have a problem with because you are able to see more clearly. I wish I had a witness in here. Yeah. And, and, and so thanks thanks be to God that, that there are some progressive, that God gives us progressive sight, allows us to see more clearly the truth of matters. Let me move on because I got to get there. Um, uh, verses 27 through 30, we see Peter's confession. Uh, Jesus asks, uh, whom do men say that I am? Right and and Peter confesses, "Thou art the Christ, Son of the Living God." Y'all remember that, don't you? Right? And um, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus then uh, is is uh, rebuked, I guess you would say, uh, uh, by 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 Peter because Jesus begins teaching that he would suffer. Uh, there in verse 31, there in verse 31, it says, and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. I love this because Jesus, Jesus, the, the crucifixion of Christ does not just happen without Jesus trying to prepare them. Jesus teaches it before he takes them through it. Jesus teaches them, before they have to experience. And he does the same for us. Oftentimes, if you go back and look over, if you go back and look over your life, some of the things that you, most of the things that you've gone through, you had an opportunity to to, 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 to be prepared in some way, right? There, there was some moment, there were some things that helped to prepare you for what you were about to go through. You may not have known it then. You may not have seen it then. You may not have understood it then. But if you go back and look at it now, you can see how there were some things put in place that prepared you for the struggle you were about to go through, for the pain you were about to endure, for the loss you were about to experience, for the issue you were about to face. There was a bear, a lion, or a tiger, amen, that that David had to fight before he dealt with Goliath. And in the same way, God gives you some time to get built up for what you're about to go through. Jesus teaches them before they experience his crucifixion. They don't understand it, but he teaches them. And that's why Jesus rebukes Peter, saying, get thee behind me, Satan, because Peter says, "No, that's not going to happen to you and Peter and Jesus is like, "No, you don't understand what you're talking about. And even though you just confessed that I am the Christ, right now Peter, you're not acting like the rock. You're acting like Satan himself. Get thee behind me, Satan," he says. Let me hurry up, y'all. Verse 31 through 38, Jesus teaches about his crucifixion, he teaches about his resurrection and he also teaches about discipleship. You're gonna have to read that for yourselves, okay? He teaches, in those verses, he teaches about his crucifixion, he teaches about resurrection, and he also teaches about discipleship. We get then into Mark chapter nine, Mark chapter nine. And in Mark chapter nine, he takes his inner circle with him. Mark chapter nine, he goes to what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. And there, in Mark chapter nine, he appears uh, in 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 another form before Peter, uh, Andrew, and John. And there, in front of his inner circle, he is transfigured. And this is where you remember Peter says, "It is good for us to be here," and he wants to stay up on that mountain. Right? That's the Mount of Transfiguration. That's verses one through thirteen. Verses fourteen through twenty-nine. There is the healing of the boy. Uh, who the father says has a dumb spirit. This father brings his son to the disciples. The disciples can't heal him. He then takes his son to Jesus and he says to Jesus, listen, I brought my son to your disciples. The only reason I'm here, watch this y'all. The only reason I'm here with you is because your disciples couldn't do anything. I love the fact, watch this. I love the fact that this man believes that the followers of Christ ought to be able to help him. I wish I, y'all, look, this is good. This man believes that the people who have been following Christ ought to have some power themselves. And he starts not with Jesus, but with his followers. Now I believe that says to us that the world is looking for those who are followers of Christ to be able to do something we ought not be just throwing our hands up in the air saying, woe is me to the problems around us. We who are the followers of Christ ought to be able to do something about the problems that exist in this city, the problems that exist in our community, the problems that exist in our world. We may not have all the answers, but we ought to have some of the answers. He says, I brought him first to your disciples, your followers, because I assumed that they would have some power. They would have some answers. They would be able to do something. says, and the only reason I'm here with you is because they couldn't do anything. I love that he starts with his disciples. And I believe that when, when people come to us, when people come to the church, they're coming expecting for the church to have some power, the church to have some answers, the church to have some resources, the church to have some impact, the church to be able to do something. I'm 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 kind of fired up, y'all. All right, so 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 uh, uh, Jesus Jesus heals uh, the boy. The disciples come to Jesus and ask, "Why couldn't we do this?" Jesus tells them, uh, uh, "This kind comes not but by prayer and fasting." And then in verses thirty-one and thirty-two, Jesus again teaches about his crucifixion in verses thirty-one and thirty-two. Uh, 31 says, uh, for he taught his disciples and said unto them, the son of man is delivered into the hands of men and they shall kill him. And after that, he is killed. He shall rise the third day. That's the second time that Jesus now teaches his disciples. He's telling them, hey, guys, this is about to happen. It won't be long. I'm going to be killed. But I'm going to rise again. Are you hearing me? I'm going to rise again. Verse thirty-two. But they understood not that saying, and they were afraid to ask him. Let me let me keep that up for just a second. Listen, listen. Um, uh, somebody said the only dumb question is a question that that is not asked. the on, the, the, on, the only dumb question is a question that you won't ask. If you don't understand something, particularly in the scriptures, particularly of the spirit, the Bible tells us that we should ask of God who gives wisdom to man liberally to those who ask. You have not, the Bible says, because you ask not and i i just believe i just believe that 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 if if i am sincere in my asking if i am sincere in my seeking if i am sincere in in my wanting to understand and know uh jesus and the power of his resurrection as paul says i believe that through his spirit god will give insight and revelation now that may that may come through a number of ways that may come through a, a sermon that may come through a bible study that may come through the spirit itself but God gives us listen there's no need of you not asking what you don't understand they didn't understand and they wouldn't even ask talk to me somebody there's some things there's some things that you could do a better job at at work if you were not too ashamed to ask you could be a better employee if you weren't too ashamed to ask your peer, your coworker, how to do something. You could be a better student if you weren't too ashamed or too much, too full of pride or too embarrassed to ask someone for assistance, for help. You you would be a better preacher, a better a better de- whatever it is. You could be better at it if you weren't too ashamed or too proud, pride proud or whatever it is to ask. Somebody ought to type that in, ask, just ask, just ask, just ask. We could look, we could do a lot more if we would just ask, amen. There there are people who are willing to help you, willing to sign on, willing to jump in, willing to assist if we just ask. Amen, somebody. All right, all right. Chapter 10, Mark chapter 10. Here we go, Mark chapter 10. I'm moving, Mark chapter 10. How am I on time? Oh, goodness. Mark chapter 10, uh, verses one through 12, Jesus teaches on divorce. Verses uh, 13 through 45, he teaches on humility and sacrifice. This is where Jesus, uh, they bring a child to him and some of them are trying to shoo the children away. Jesus says, no, bring the children to me. Don't shoo them away. In fact, he says, If you don't become as a child, you don't even understand what the kingdom is about. The kingdom is about humility because they have been arguing among themselves or afterwards they begin arguing among themselves about who would be greatest in the kingdom, about who would sit where and and all these different things. And Jesus says, listen, guys, have you not learned by now? I'm at the end of my ministry and we're still talking about seats. I'm at the end of my ministry and we're still talking about who's going to be greatest. He says, "No, it's about humility and sacrifice." And then finally, in verses forty-six through fifty-two, uh, there is the healing uh, of Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus. Okay, that's a that's that's a rush through job of three chapters. Okay, and I did all of that because I wanted to get you to chapter eleven. Chapter eleven, which is what we call Holy Week. It is the last week of Jesus's life on earth. It is that 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 week that starts with a bang. It starts out grand and it ends with enormous grief. So, we talked Sunday about the triumphal entry. Jesus entering into the city on what we call Palm Sunday that's mark chapter 11 verses 1 through 11 mark chapter 11 verses 1 through 11 Palm Sunday Jesus enters into the city and and there's there's one thing I want you to see about this um in Mark in mark 11 let me get there. Um, okay. Nope, that's Mark Ten. In Mark Eleven, you will see where I'm sorry. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry my chapter, tell you what, I'll find it. I'll find it. It's, I, I'm, I know I'm looking right over it, but you, you will see, you will see where Jesus, Jesus comes in. And actually it's before he enters the city. Um, I believe it's in John's gospel where he is weeping over the city. He weeps over the city. Um, and I you know that 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 the way that text reads, and you find it, but the way that text reads that he weeps over the city, and that's not the only time that he weeps over Jerusalem but i I really believe it says something about the compassion of Christ that that Jesus is so is so compassionate and so concerned about the causes and about the people of the city that when he looks at it, he weeps. When he looks at, watch this y'all, when he looks at Jerusalem, when he looks at the people and when he knows the condition of their souls when he knows the condition of their hearts when he knows what not only what he's about to enter into because some would say he's weeping because of what is what's about to happen no i believe he's weeping because he sees his people and the condition of their hearts of their spirits and their souls and he openly weeps and the question that i want to pose or the the issue that i want to raise is do we as christians as believers have the capacity to weep anymore stay with me to weep i believe there's something i believe there's something powerful something expressive but also something very healing in weeping. I believe it says something about who we are and our humanity that when we see destruction, when we see death, when we see hurt, when we see harm, when we see conditions that are going the wrong way, that we have not so desensitized ourselves to it, but that it touches something in us. It reaches something down inside of us that causes us to not look away from it, but to look at it and weep over it. I think, I think in many ways we have lost our capacity and our compassion to weep for humanity yeah he weeps he cries he cries when is the last time when is the last time you wept listen to me i mean we all we all get tired of hearing about the homicides and the shootings and here we go again and and ti- we're tired of it we're angry about it when have you wept over it When has it so torn your heart that you wept? And not because it was somebody you knew. Talk to me if you can. Jesus wept. He wept. He wept. He wept. It was, it was, he wept. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Verse 41, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. He wept y'all over the city. Listen to me. He wept over the city. He wept over the city. I, I think there is, I think there is, and 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 don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not saying there there is a need, hear me. Let me say this. We need to be sure that we protect our spirits. Let me just say this because I, I see in the timeline, yes, today over George Floyd. Brother, I hear you. I hear you. And there there have been there have my God. The opening arguments. And I've I've been very careful about how often and how much I um, allow myself to be in that space because because I want to protect my spirit that I don't get in the wrong space. Help me if you can, somebody. I'm I'm trying to talk through this, but. Um, But the opening arguments of that case, I I looked at about five minutes of it and actually, I think this was the first time that I sat and watched the whole video. It was, I know it was. It was the first time that I sat and watched it. I don't recommend that. I'm not asking anybody to do that. That was something that I knew I had been avoiding. But it was something that for whatever reason, um, I I needed to sit through. And I wept. I wept. Um, I was angry. I was all of that but yeah i wept i wept because don't let me take you on my journey um but 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 here's the thing here's the thing weeping should not be the end weeping should not be the end um jesus wept but he kept on going into the city. He he didn't let what he saw keep him from moving toward his destiny. He didn't let what he saw keep him from accomplishing his mission. He wept over it, but he continued on what he was called to do. Yeah. He wept on it, but he continued in what he was called to do. And all I'm saying to you is, is that once you've wept, you might have to work. Once you've wept, once you've cried, you might have to get up and start causing change, creating change. Once you've wept, once you've gone through the tears, you, you got to get up and try. Talk to me if you can. All right. So, so, okay. Okay. Um, that was my goodness. Okay, so that was Sunday. Sunday, the the triumphant entry. He weeps over the city, but he continues on his triumphant entry into the city. the 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 people, some people have problems with him. Scribes and the Pharisees. In fact, they tell Jesus to tell his disciples to stop all of that palm waving and stop all of this uh, this processional uh, for you uh, uh that, that none of that's necessary and Jesus says if they don't do it the very rocks will cry out somebody's gonna cry if they don't <laughs> yeah somebody's gonna cry if they don't so uh that's that's Sunday on Monday we're in Holy Week so on Monday what happens on Monday there is the cursing of the fig tree and there is the cleansing of the temple there is the the cursing of the fig tree, and the cleansing of the t- temple. Jesus is walking towards the temple. He sees a fig tree uh, that is full of leaves. And apparently it should have been, it should have been bearing fruit. Because Jesus goes to it looking for some figs. And instead of there being fruit on the tree, there were only leaves. And Jesus curses that tree. Why? Because it was professing to be something that it was not. Question Is your life full of leaves when it should be full of fruit? Are you full of leaves looking like you're producing, but there's no fruit to give evidence that you are, in fact, producing? Okay. So Jesus curses it, and then he goes on to the temple and he cleanses the temple. Why? Now he doesn't take Lysol and cleanse the temple. He doesn't take rags and cleanse the temple. What does he do? He turns over tables to cleanse the temple. It is a spiritual cleansing. Why? Because Jesus says, my father's house is to be a house of prayer. You have made it a den of thieves. And so he cleanses it by turning over the tables Things that 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 people have brought into the temple that should not be there, that are benefiting people, right? Lining their pockets with profits rather than rather than edifying the souls of men and women and drawing them closer into relationship with the Creator. Jesus says, You made this a prophet house, and it should be a prayer house. Amen, somebody. He turned it over. So that was Monday. Cursing of the fig tree. The cleansing of the temple Tuesday, <laughs> the turn up <laughs> on Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, there is teaching in the temple. He begins to teach, and it's this is a long, uh, uh, this is a couple of chapters, chapters 11 through chapter 13 in Mark's gospel. He is teaching, he is teaching, he teaches parables, he teaches about uh, vineyard, he teaches uh, he teaches several things, and and the 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 Pharisees question him about his teaching, basically saying who gives you the authority to teach like that? Not only to teach like that, but to teach what you are teaching. Under what authority are you teaching? Right? Jesus is telling the parable of the the vine dressers. Uh, The priests want to know who is giving you the authority um. Um. Uh, and 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 also the the priests are are not only uh, are they questioning him, but they are in fact fearful of him. They're afraid because they see. Watch this. They see that this man. Watch this. Who doesn't have the credentials has a big crowd. Mm, I could really preach that. That this man who doesn't have the credentials has a big crowd, and they are afraid to really mess with him because he's teaching and preaching with such authority that the people are responding. And they know that if they mess with him, they might have to deal with the crowd. All right. Um, Then on Wednesday, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday, teaching in the temple, and then they are questioning his authority on Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, y'all. On Wednesday, look at what happens. And this is why I say it starts with a bang, but things quickly begin. Yeah, it starts to go downhill. Jesus is anointed at Bethany. This is where um, uh, Mary breaks the um, the alabaster jar. Uh, which is filled with with expensive uh, ointment, perfumed ointment. Um, the disciples are there. Uh, they smell. Watch this, y'all. They smell what's going on. I ain't even I ain't dealing with looking at it. They smell it, and when they smell the ointment, their response is, "Why?" did you waste this ointment when it could have been sold and the proceeds given to the poor? Um, Jesus defends Mary basically and, and says, basically, leave her alone. She is doing this in preparation for my burial. And basically what Jesus says here, I love it. I've been teaching you guys for a few weeks now about what's about to happen. Y'all still don't have it. Mary got it. And what you call waste is actually worship. And I need to tell somebody, don't let anybody fool you into believing that your worship is a waste. That's a word for somebody. Don't let anybody fool you into believing that your worship is a waste of time, a waste of energy a waste of resources. Your worship is never a waste. Talk to me, somebody. Your worship is never a waste. They they, they say, why did you waste this when, when you, what could have happened was this. And, and Mark uh, uh, lets us know that, that the reason they objected to it was not because they were concerned about the poor, but because uh, they, they were concerned about their pockets. And that's why you got to make sure uh, that that folk who in the money are saved. Come on and talk to me if you can. <laughs> you you got to make sure that folk who are who are who who have their ministry in money are saved people. Are are Holy Ghost filled people. I wish I had a witness in here. Are people of integrity. Are people who's who watch this who are not so profit minded that they forget that it's about touching people and building the kingdom of God. They were so concerned about the coffers that they missed the cause of the kingdom. Help me somebody. They, so, so there is the anointing, there is the anointing of at Bethany. And then, so Judas is upset. Judas is hot. He's hot that this, watch this, that this expensive ointment has been wasted on Jesus. And he's hot. He's hot, not, not so much, I believe, not because she did it, but because Jesus endorsed it. He approved of it. He defended the woman's action. And so what Judas does is he leaves there hot, angry, mad, and says basically, "All right, that's the way it's going to be. I've, I've had enough of this. You, 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 you're not, you're not being the king who's going to overturn Rome. I'm disappointed in that. Now you letting, you letting folk worship you, and." And and you dip it into my my sludge fund. Right. You 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 messing with my money. It's all right, I've had enough. If what she's doing is for your burial, then Jesus, get ready for your burial, because I'm about to betray you. And that's what Judas does. He then betrays Jesus. He agrees to the betrayal of Jesus and he goes. He goes. Uh, to the chief, the the chief priests, the high priests, the Pharisees, and says to them, uh, what will you give me? (laughs) My God, what will you give me in exchange for him? He sells Jesus out. Hmm. What will you give me? yeah you know, i can't even imagine the words coming out of that coming out of his mouth what will you give me right what what will you give me and interesting thing y'all is the price that they agree upon they agreed to give judas 30 pieces of silver Now, 30 pieces of silver is significant. And when you go back to the book of Exodus, I believe it's around, I believe it's around chapter 25, maybe some, somewhere in there. But in, in, in Exodus, you will find that 30 pieces of silver is the cost or the price for a common slave. Don't miss the symbolism of that, y'all. Judas betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, the cost of a slave. The Bible says that Jesus became a servant, he took on, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but became a servant, became a servant. I'm gonna le- I'm gonna let y'all I'm gonna let y'all do your do your study on that because when you when you look at it it's going it's going to open up. Yeah, I see somebody saying wow already. It's going to open up when you uh, let 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 that sink in for a moment y'all. That 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 the 30 pieces of silver is the cost of a slave and that's what Jesus Judas took. For the betrayal of Jesus. I'm through y'all. I'm through. That gets you through Wednesday. That gets you through today. Thursday, you already know what happens. It's, it's, uh, uh, last supper. Jesus is arrested. Peter denies him. And then of course, Friday, there is the trial of Jesus and there is the crucifixion. So things, I mean, things go downhill quickly, fast thanks be to God. The story doesn't stop on Friday. I'm going to leave it right there because I got to preach to you on Sunday morning. Amen. I'll see you all on Sunday morning. No, you know what? Listen, join me on Friday night. Friday night, we're going to have the uh, seven last words uh, at the Greater St. James Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, pastor Tony Montgomery is the pastor. Um, seven pastors will gather. Uh, to preach the seven last words, uh, and so go on, fa- on the Facebook page, uh, Greater St. James Missionary Baptist Church, uh, seven o'clock on Friday night for seven last words, and so uh, join me there, and then, of course, uh, Saturday, Saturday, we will be here uh, starting at 9 a.m. Uh, for the GPS History and Easter Egg Hunt, and then Sunday morning, at seven a.m. for our sunrise service, Amen. God bless you. We covered a lot of ground in a little time, y'all. Thank you all for sticking with me. Thank you all for journeying with me through the Gospel of Mark. It's been a great journey, uh and thank you for your your presence, your prayers, and your time through our gospel. Let's pray tonight, y'all. Father, thank you again for this night, for this time together. Lord, we we pause in the in the hurry and the rush of this 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 lesson though it has been fast paced lord give us a moment of pause so that we can reflect upon the significance of each day of this holy week Let us go through and read these scriptures again so that we can remember what you experienced. Let us walk with you. As Paul says, that we might know you and the power of your resurrection by knowing something of your suffering. And so Lord, as we take this journey with you the rest of this week. God, we pray that you stir within our hearts a deeper compassion. Kind of compassion where we will weep when need, when necessary. When humanity cries out for believers to do something, to feel something, to be something, that we would respond with the right kind of power. God, we pray that that our city would experience resurrection power, for in many ways there are lots of ashes throughout this city from infrastructure to family life, there's a lot of ashes. But Lord, I thank you tonight that your word declares that you will give us beauty for ashes. God, that you will exchange our heaviness for a garment of praise. Lord, I pray now for everyone on this live stream. You know our family's needs and you know our individual needs. And so, Lord, we pray now, I pray now that you touch as only you can. Thank you, Lord, that we understood tonight that some things will happen instantaneously and some things progressively. Lord, give us the patience and the staying power when you are working things out over time and in your time. Give us the patience to wait on you. Lord, I pray now for our city. I pray God for our citizens. I pray, oh God, for our leaders. Give them insight and understanding Lord, I pray for a spirit of cooperation. I pray, oh God, for a spirit of humility where those who need to ask would not be too proud to do so. For those who have questions will not allow their ego to get in the way of asking. Grant it and let it be so. And Lord, I pray now for this ministry. And we would be a ministry of impact. When people come to this church, people come to these grounds, their testimony leaving us will be able, they will be able to say that they came to the church and that the people of God at K Chapel were able to do something. Granted, oh God, in Jesus' name and for His sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. We love you. We will see you soon. Take care. Good night.